Dance Your Heart On Fire podcast episode number 100. As dedicated dancers, we all share a common goal to level up our dancing over time. This goal inspires us to take weekly classes, invest in private lessons, and attend workshops and festivals. And to make sure we don't forget what we learned and we can go back and practice, we record tons and tons of videos. How many videos do you have saved on your phone right now? How often have you reviewed them and extracted the golden nuggets that you learned from those classes? How often do you record yourself during a solo practice session or with a partner? If these questions are making you feel seen right now, I have the solution for you to organize your dance journey. The Dancers Training Journal 1.0, a Notion template to help you organize your dance videos and more. Notion is a cool and easy to use productivity app, and I've created a template for you that does the heavy lifting for you to have a system in place to organize all of your videos from your practices, private lessons, festivals, and more. To learn more about how to untap your dance potential with focus, accountability, and consistency with this dope resource, go to neokizomba.com slash templates. Again, neokizomba.com slash templates. Welcome to the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast, the podcast dedicated to inspiring dancers worldwide whose hearts have been touched by music and dance. The universal language of dance and music is spoken by many of us throughout the world. We want to motivate the dancer in you by sharing stories, insights, and ideas to enhance your journey. Join us now with your host, Charles Ogar. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Dance Your Heart on Fire podcast, and we are at episode 100. If you've been listening to the episodes, you know I've been teasing and being on the road of being in the episode 90s and 100. And I even remember going back when I first started up the podcast during the pandemic in July with episode 65. I was like, okay, I'm going to push strong. I'm going to make it and get to episode 100. And I don't think I'm, I think maybe I missed one week, but I've been consistent week in and week out with finally getting to episode 100 on this podcast. So if you're listening to this podcast, thank you so much for being a listener. I know we get listeners from Germany and Canada and Europe and South America and in the Philippines. So if you're listening, thank you so much for listening. And for episode 100, I was like, let me go back and bring on my brother from another brother, Mr. Laurent Yishu on the line. How you doing, brother? Woo! 100 episodes. I'm proud of you, bro. I'm really proud of you that you made it until this. It, it requires uh, regularity. It requires like uh, discipline to be able to keep recording, keep organizing, keep uh, inviting guests. And just for this, I'm mm-hmm. really proud of you. And I'm happy to be the 101 in this podcast. Definitely, brother. Um, it's good to have you back on the show. 
Um, a lot has happened since I last saw you in Neo Kids 2019. So much, <laughs> so much has happened since then. <laughs> so so far. <laughs> And so it's good for us to kind of catch up on this podcast. And on this episode, we're going to be talking about entrepreneurship and the dance scene. And we'll talk about Olympiads and all that kind of good stuff. But um, before we get started on, on that, how have you been? How is your 2020? How is your 2021 starting? Uh, how are things going on your end? How are you adapting? So um, I'm doing really well. And... I've been pretty silent during the pandemic and uh, especially during beginning of 2020 on social media or whatever. But basically, I'm not really loud on social media. I don't really share uh, a lot of things of my life, either on Instagram or, or Facebook. Uh, I don't even have Twitter. Um, and uh, I'm not really loud because I use I use it more to share my passion, uh, which is dance uh, with, um, with my fellows. But... Anyway, I, w- I wasn't really loud, basically, and I was even uh, less <clears throat> those time. Uh, for a simple reason is because all this pandemic cut off everything under the the, the, the feet of everyone. And under mine too, I had a lot of projects, mm-hmm. I had a lot of uh, uh, things to do in Kizomba and outside of Kizomba. And, and just this pandemic killed everything. And it just made me in a mood of res- reconcentrate myself on myself on what i want to do uh mm-hmm. you know the famous question where are you gonna be in one year in five years in 10 years i was asking myself this almost every day during lockdown and i was really in a mood of um of uh, really like re-engaging with my with my soul uh during this time and i was mm-hmm. really not in a mood of uh of uh of being loud or or, or, or saying anything but uh, maybe it's going to be a bit like stereotype, but it has been the best thing ever to that happened to me is to have something like this at this special moment of my life uh, to be able to realize some things uh, in my private life and my professional life and change it. And actually, which is nice that you asked me how is starting my 2021 year is because in 2020, mm-hmm. I've been realizing a lot of things. And in 2021, I've been passing to actions. So now I'm acting what I've been realizing into 2020. Definitely. I feel like 2020 was definitely a good reset button for like the world, you know, That's like everybody the, was yeah. running and <laughs> having their goals and all that kind of stuff. And like the universe just unplugged and just <laughs> plugged everything back in again. <laughs> it's crazy in you you resume you resume uh you you made a summary of all what i was trying to 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 say in one word reset <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's been good um for me you know 2020 i had the cruise and that was awesome but then yes. also really stressful and i was like going into 2021 for the 6th annual neo kids and looking for a dance partner and I was had my heart surgery scheduled for March and I was like, okay, I'm going to have the surgery and then I'm going to bounce back strong and in the direction of like continuing to like find a partner to continue to travel and teach and get booked and all those things, you know, and then the pandemic happens. I had my heart surgery on Friday, the 13th in March 
And as I was recovering from my heart surgery, things just started getting worse and worse. Uh, the hospital started changing its protocol about visitors and the mask and sanitizing and all this kind of stuff. And it was kind of crazy because obviously they're trying to keep the, the hospital safe and sterile for people who are like in, in bad health. And those people are definitely uh, kind of um, at risk of like immunity and viruses and infections and all that kind of stuff, you know? So it was crazy to finally get out of the hospital and then be able to like just see things get worse and worse and worse and worse as far as COVID and what's going on and a global pandemic across the world. And it was a, a big, big reset because everything literally just went to like a standstill, you know? Yeah. So crazy. But in June, I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and start up my podcast up again. You know, it's been a while since I've done the episode. And then I had the goal like, okay, if the pandemic is going to happen in the dance community, then maybe I can do a podcast with some different dancers and give them a chance to share their journey now that a lot of dancers aren't even going to festivals and things like that, you know? Yeah, it, it opened the, the opportunity for you actually to get more chance to have thought of dancers because they actually also was locked down home, uh, no mm -hmm. festival, nothing, and they would maybe have more time to, to, to dedicate to you to make content and interesting content for your podcast. So actually it, it gave you a small opportunity about that. Exactly, exactly. And then once that got going, I was like, I was also asking myself this question, where do I want to be in the next year, the next five years? Do I want to continue down this path of, of the dancing and the dance partner and the festivals? And it was definitely nice to kind of like take a break from organizing NeoKids because that's just um, a whole monster of logistics and things like that, you know? And I still find myself feeling very passionate uh, about dance and Kizomba and teaching and all these kind of things. And as I was studying different people that I looked up to, I came across different people who are just online educators, you know? And I'm like, okay, yeah. what are my skill sets? And I still have a passion for teaching. I can start teaching online. And it doesn't even have to be teaching dance anymore. I feel like I'm just a good educator. So now it's like, what other things can I teach and what uh, products and services can I create outside of Kizomba to start to put that out there? And so starting 2021, I've been putting more, more quality videos on YouTube about different dance topics, uh, doing the podcast. And I'm also working on some digital courses because I've seen some people make some crazy money with uh, digital products, you know, because they, they're literally selling to the world, you know, with their following. But some of these guys are having six figure, seven figure launches easy uh, with their following and the content that they create and all that kind of stuff, which is insane. And I feel like if I can take my passion and my time and my sacrifice that I put into organizing NeoKids into my online content, then that will be so much more lucrative and, and better balance, you know? That's really, really interesting that you say that because I'm also into this, um, into this let's say, a digital uh, entrepreneurship world. Um, it's crazy that, for example, you say that you have been Uh, learning a lot, doing research mainly on YouTube uh, to learn new skills, etc. And mm -hmm. like before, like 20 years ago, you would take maybe 100 times more time 
to learn mm-hmm. everything that you have learned in a couple of months that you could even learn even even sooner if you would go on it uh, before and for free that's crazy mm-hmm. like like the knowledge today is up to everyone and i would like to say something about that is that some some people today take advantage to the knowledge but it shows also us that is not because the knowledge is up to everyone that everyone enjoy it there is still people that can do can become anything they want because of youtube today mm-hmm. and they still don't like dedicate the time and uh, the necessary effort to actually take the knowledge that is just in front of them is just a few keywords <laughs> in front of them and a bit it's of crazy. time on video and they still don't do it that's crazy it's really crazy the it's it's insane. So the main things that I focused on this uh, this 2021 is After Effects. If you've been following me and you've been seeing my content on YouTube, you know that I've kind of stepped up the quality uh, with the lighting and also with the animations and the cool effects that you can do in After Effects. And it's a beast. Like at first, it was like, there's so much, I don't know what I'm doing. But with each project, you get a little bit better. But there is so much content for free on YouTube about After Effects, about Illustrator, about Photoshop, about all this kind of stuff, you know? So it's like, if you if you are passionate about something and you are not taking advantage of the free content that is out there on YouTube to, to study your passion more, to do something worthwhile, then it's like, what the fuck are you waiting for? It's like this, it's right in front of you at your fingertips, you know? Like, this information wasn't so easily accessible so long ago, you know? So the people who are hungry are going to see that information and they're just going to like devour it, you know? And the other people will like, just kind of like float and just kind of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I'm like, we just got to try different things, you know? And it's like, okay, I think I want to be a singer. Okay. Start following singers on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok and and all these kind of things and start studying. So many so many things people are putting out content online. It's it's really as much as people say, oh, social media is bad and blah, 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 screen time. But if you look at the good that has happened from social media, from uh racial justice to I don't know, the the GoFundMe and how they're profiting and uh black entrepreneurs being able to have their own platforms and own media and your own content, it's a, such a powerful tool. That I mean, if you're really inspired, you should just dive in, you know? I mean, uh, social media is like everything in life. It's a balance. Like mm-hmm. nothing comes 100% positive. Nothing. Exactly. And, and also, in another, in another hand, and it's really hard to, to, to accept this, but nothing comes entirely negative also. It means that mm-hmm. in every problem there is a positive part the covid mm-hmm. is is the biggest problem of the last decade and it still have some positive part a lot of death yeah but it made a lot of change in the world also positively so mm-hmm. people are complaining like i have i have realized a lot that people i don't know if it's a, if it's a human psych, psychology things or whatever but people mm-hmm. love to f- be focused on what is not going well instead mm-hmm. of what is going well and it's uh, it's it should be human because we all have kind of a part of it like this we all we are all like this more or less 
But then depending of how you are, your mindset, how you evolve, how you do your personal development, then you are more or less like this. Like you are more or less focusing on 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 what's going wrong or what's going well. So uh, yeah, that, that's that's my point. Is that uh, I wanted to say something. I will say it before to forget when we were talking mm -hmm. about YouTube that is there. Uh, available for every almost everyone in the on earth, uh, especially in America. Uh, like almost everyone has access to this, and some people they just don't. Is that is that is like flowing, like you said, like it's you are in a in a boat uh, in the middle mm -hmm. of the ocean, and then instead to take your arm and start to go forward, at least to go mm -hmm. anywhere, you just stay in the middle of the ocean and watching the waves passing. <laughs> it's exactly mm -hmm. like it's the image that I give to this, which can be a choice. Like it can be a choice to to actually just enjoy the moment and w see the wave passing, which is okay. But then mm -hmm. don't complain to not go forward. Don't complain to 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 stay in the situation you are. Don't complain that there is no changement in your life. Don't complain. Mm -hmm. Don't complain to, for example, I don't know, go work every day and then come back home and be bored when actually you mm -hmm. could learn about your passion online uh, to do anything. Yet. So that that's was a thought that went in my mind. I just shared it. For sure. And when you said the word time just now, that inspired me it's because sometimes you show people things like, hey, you have this passion. Here's this video I think that you would like and stuff like that. Oh, okay. I'll try to make time to watch it. But exactly. I don't know if you were to look at their phone and see what apps they're using and how many apps they're using over the week and check their, the way that they manage their time, they have plenty of time. It's just them making the choice to dedicate time to what it what they want, you know? You have to really get real with yourself and take a look at how you're spending your time. And you, I don't think anybody can say that they don't have time. You just have to make a priority um, and, and make the time for it. Because if you never make the time for it, then you're not going to find that time to, to do the thing that you want to do, you know? That's true. And I've been thinking a bit about that because I have, uh, being an entrepreneur, Now, I kind of observe people around me, especially my family that are the closest person of me. And mm -hmm. I'm the only entrepreneur in my family. So mm. I, have seen, I have seen my mother uh, working as, a, as an employee all her life. My father is mm. still an employee. Uh, my brother is an employee. My sister is an employee. Everyone is an employee. And so I see them waking up every morning and uh and going to work actually for someone else to survive which is normal and mm -hmm. then going back home and then sometimes when we talk and we exchange a bit about our life because they see my lifestyle that's actually wake up every morning and do what the hell i want and sometimes <laughs> they are like <laughs> sometimes they are like uh, yeah we talk about our lifestyle like uh, family is normal and sometimes they say like they kind of share with me that They would love, they would love, they would love also to have this kind, this lifestyle, like kind of not having boss, kind of doing whatever they want. And they would love, but they still believe in part of them that to be able to do this, you need to have a lot of money already, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And then I was, I, I'm kind of talking with them and then I'm kind of explaining them that it's all about what you decide to do. It's all about, like we were saying, it's all about uh, your vision, where you see yourself in one year, five years, 10 years. And if you see yourself outside of the, of the, of the system being like financially independent or whatever, then you need to do the action right now that will bring you mm -hmm. there in, in the period of time that you want. And those actions 
most of the time people say yeah but i don't have time because i have a job i don't have time because i need to do this i don't i need to do this and i, I need to do this and indeed when you see what they do of their time it's absolutely not going to drive them where they want to be and the thing is that it's not sometimes it's not about that they don't want to take the time it's just that they do not give enough credit to this time and this to the process uh, mm -hmm. and yeah exactly to the process and and to and to the action to do this that at the end they actually just they they just they just don't do it for no particular reason It's not that they don't want to do it. It's just that their lifestyle make that at, the, at this moment, they just don't do it and they won't do it until one day. And I have to admit that I confess that it's a part of my story. Something mm -hmm. will arrive in their life to slap this, this uh, sleeping <laughs> mode and to mm -hmm. become a bit more aware about the value of time, the value of life, uh, about how the system works about the importance of what you're gonna do of your time, about uh, the rules of money that actually drive our life. Uh, some people, I, I know in USA, it's not like this, but in Europe and especially in France, the majority of the population, uh, of the population still think that money is devil. Like they still think that if you are someone that wants a lot of money, you are bad, you're gonna cheat on people, you're gonna steal people and you are a bad person majority of the population still think like this so they are still like if you want to get your freedom from the system if you want to, to to if you if you if you want to reach another type of life then you most likely gonna be an asshole and this is crazy because actually if you look at the system of the the, the, the of worldwide of the of the of the of the world today of the humanity today money mm -hmm. takes the first place the first place like even in the most important thing ever for human being which is which is health money is still in a question of health like oh, sorry a health is still a question of money sometimes and this is crazy because it just means that if you understand how money works then you can totally improve uh, your, your your lifestyle and then make everything happen in your life if you if your dream is to just chill every day you can chill every day if your dream is to walk every day you can walk every day if your dream is to do your passion every day you can do your passion every day But in all of this, there is still a question of money. And the problem is that today, uh, there is a lot of people that don't get to take uh, pay attention about, about money. So they decide, and this is the point where I want to go, they decide mm. to not, to kind of not take action about their money. And so they have to sell their, their time to someone to actually survive, to get actually mm. the money they need to survive. And so by this, they eat I call it eat. They eat the majority of their time, which is the most important value on earth. They eat the majority of their time, kinda because of 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 their their mindset of not willing to move like someone in a boat in the middle of the ocean, seeing the wave passing. I don't know mm -hmm. if that makes sense, but in my in my in my brain, it's 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 clear. <laughs> yeah, um, the word that came to mind hearing you speak was uh, complacency. They're just, yeah, they're, exactly. they're not in a moment of crisis or panic or something, like you said, they need to like slap to like wake up and see that like, hey, this is your money. This is your health. This is your life. And time, time is not going to wait for anybody, you know? Absolutely. And even hearing you speak about time, I was, I started to go back to the first Neo Kids um, where you came. 2015. And 
2015, you know, and then now we're in 2021. Uh, looking back five years, six years now. So it's, it's crazy to just even see how we've grown and everything that's happening in the dance scene and things of that nature. And we kind of had the same entrepreneurial thoughts back then. And I feel like we still have them now. And I feel like maybe they're just like even stronger now to like really take advantage of the, of the time because like you don't have the time and even going through both of my heart surgeries, like every time I come out of it, it's like, okay, I want to take advantage of the time that I have left because exactly. I mean, you only have one life, you know? Absolutely. And like the, those thoughts and those, uh, this dialogue that we are uh, doing now can resonate in a lot of people's head. Like for those that are listening to us right now, you might be a person that can be sensible to to what we are saying. It means that you are already aware of the importance of life or whatever. But you also might be a person that uh, rejects personal development and also rejects some some uh, guru quotes that say that uh, you should not go to a, to a nine to five job or whatever. Nah, nah. But my, my point about that and where I want to go is that no matter who you are, no matter your mindset, there is nothing more true that we have only one life okay some people uh, believe that there is a life after life but since it's not sure since like like we should anyway live our life like it's gonna be the only one because there is a big like there is big big chance that it's the only one and this only one life is absolutely not forever you can do whatever mm. you want you will die i'm sorry to to tell you that if you're not in the mood to hear it but that's true and the thing is that because you will die, because it will come even sooner that you can even imagine because like now we are talking about Neokis in 2015, it feels like yesterday. I all I still remember when I entered the room and I met you for the first time, I remember it like mm -hmm. it was yesterday and it was so many days before. So it means that when I'm going to be at the, at, at the gates of death, mm -hmm. I will still feel like what we are doing now today, it felt like, it feels like yesterday. And so mm -hmm. knowing this feeling knowing that time passed so fast you like in my opinion in my mindset maybe i'm too much extremist you should wake up every day reminding you that time is important that we have only one life that is gonna pass fast and that we need to make the most of it because mm. like prince ca say which is there is nothing more true than this the worst thing you can do is to live regret is to to die with regrets is to say mm -hmm. like i was i was too much on i don't know i was too much on my work when actually my work was just to survive i was too much on we need to make the most of it as human being we need to to try to make every hour every day enjoyable and take pleasure of it uh, in a healthy way uh, i precise because for example one of my pleasure is to is to eat sweets is to eat mm -hmm. a lot of fruit and a lot of things of sugar but then i will not be healthy so that's why i precise mm -hmm. to enjoy life with the, our healthy pleasure um and to make the most of it that we can arrive to the point where is the end of the life and we say like everyone I will pass away, but at least I enjoy the most. And I think it's the mm -hmm. best, it's the best success in the life of everyone. It's to arrive at the end to say, I did my best to enjoy. And that's my goal. Definitely. For sure. Well said. Well said. So on this uh, theme of like looking back and it doesn't seem, it doesn't feel like it's been six years since the first Neo kids. And when you take 20, take a look at it, totally. you know? 
But at the same time, NeoKids 2019 feels far away because of, of COVID. So it's interesting to see how time is like elastic in its perception sometimes. I'm curious, when you first started and you came to NeoKids, you came with Adeline and you were fresh, kind of not fresh on, I guess, fresh in the international traveling for Kizomba and things of that nature, you know, and absolutely, you definitely had your taste of traveling all across the world. And now you're still involved in the dance scene and, and kind of more digitally now. Like, I think you were using it to, to teach still, but then you're also trying to develop your passions in other areas. But I'm curious to kind of hear your perspective of like your mindset entrepreneurially when you first started the partnership with Adeline and then how your mindset kind of evolved over the years to like where you are now also entrepreneurially in dance. That's that's a nice question because actually it will totally match uh, the topic of um, this podcast. This podcast mm-hmm. is that basically before to start Kizomba and when I was studying Kizomba, I wasn't at all an, an entrepreneur. I mm. was absolutely not aware that I was becoming an entrepreneur. I actually understood it in 2017, maybe it's 2018, when I actually understood what was the definition of an entrepreneur and that Kizomba made me discover this path of um, Mm -hmm. being an entrepreneur. But when I came in 2015 in uh, Neo Kiz, I was actually just uh, surfing a wave uh, that brought me to you without being aware of what was happening to me. It was, in my mind, it was like just like a dream, like someone that would win the lottery. Like um, it would like, it, it, it was like totally unreal, but I was living it. And it's after that mm-hmm. the awareness arrived about, oh, it's true that I did this, 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 but I didn't even realize. For example, uh, for those that listen to us, how did I... Uh, uh, succeed to actually arrive at Neokis as an artist. It's simple. It's because Mr. Neokis, Charles Ogar, called me to come. And why he called me to come is because he saw my videos. Because the students in uh, Neokis, most of them saw my videos. So they could have the willing to learn from me. And from this point, it was an interesting point to call me to come to teach in Neokis. But then, how this happened? They saw the video, so I made the video. I had to make the video for them to, to see it. And then to make this video, I had to do the effort to go, to train, to book a room, and it, everything, all of this didn't happen alone. The thing is that mm-hmm. in the entrepreneur vision, I could decide to make the video in order to, to follow this path. But actually, I didn't. The only reason why I make the video is because I was liking it. It's just because I, I was doing actions into what was making me happy. I was loving to dance and I was loving to do videos. So I did dance videos and then things happen. But when you see, like Steve Jobs was saying, actually, I will do quotes like this uh, citation, like this older podcast. <laughs> like <Steve laughs> no, Jobs. it's good, it's good. <laughs> yeah, like Steve Jobs was saying, he said like, it's only after that you can connect the dots. When you are doing it, you, do, you, are not, you don't realize. When you are learning a new skill that you're going to use and going to maybe make your life take off in five years, when you are doing, when you are learning that skill, you cannot view the, the future and say that uh, those, this skill that I'm, going, that I'm learning now 
gonna make me take off after and then some people they want to learn something in order to take off and then this is the point where like some people they they will just do something for patient and then the dots will be connected a few years after and then they will take off and some people they will learn things that they don't really like just to try just to try to make something take off i take an example mm. the example of drop shipping it has been a big thing since a few years now since five since maybe uh, uh four four five years drop shipping is is going uh, like crazy people want to make money with this and uh, but drop shipping what it is drop shipping has nothing new i don't know if in the usa but drop shipping has nothing new is a job that already exists that was already uh, that was existing physically like when someone mm -hmm. opened a store a store where you can buy basically everything he need to he, he need to find furniture and then the 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 the, the, um, the no not funny how, how you call it in english the person that uh, give you your stock the 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 material that you sell um that needs to give you the the person that the vendor that gives you your product the vendor right yeah the vendor so the, the, or the, your the supplier needed, yeah a supplier that's that's what i was i was i was looking for so there uh the, the stores they have suppliers they buy their the thing that they sell in the store cheaper and they buy as uh, like a like a big quantity and they they receive it and they sell it cheaper and then with the years they was intermediate between supplier and stores it means that there was and especially they are known for this especially the chinese community there was building store for stores like in a big area there was ordering from china a lot of things that you can now find in job shipping or whatever and there was paying it less expensive because there was ordering quantity and then they were selling their quantity to stores etc 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 what what does job shipping is just doing the same job but deleting some intermediate so it means that now the small entrepreneur that would buy a, a, a small thing to sell to a client he get it um, straight from the person that built it in china this mm -hmm. is old from like even without job shipping you could do it years before by yourself and then just on your jump shipping but you didn't do it years before because it's maybe something that you didn't like and you wasn't interested for and so with all the youtubers today that say yeah job shipping i do millions i do millions i do millions some people by being attracted by the money they will start to try to learn skill which is Uh, doing job shipping, which is building a website on Shopify, will see doing advertising, doing nah, nah, nah. they will learn skills that they actually don't like and they are not passionate. That it's harder to take actions when you don't like what you are doing, and so they will learn things that you don't like to try to make the dots uh, connected. In another mm -hmm. hand, there are people that don't especially want to make money, or they want to make money, but basically they want to take a path that they like and then connect the dot after and um, let me tell you something there is always dots to connect because the world is a empty empty page it's a it's a white page that you can create anything you can put the dot and create the dots tomorrow you can be a singer that sing under the water because you like to sing and you like to swim you can create this it will be awesome and you can do whatever you can connect the dots that you want all the dots are connectable but the thing is that you have to create your dots to connect them and it's my advice about that is to learn skills or to do things so to create dots that make you enjoy that 
if in five years you cannot connect them, then at least you enjoyed the path, you enjoyed the process, you enjoyed the fact to, to connect them because it was your passion. And this is exactly what happened to me in connection. Uh, this is exactly what happened to me in Kizomba is that I create a connection between me and my patient. And without even realizing it, I connected the dot that was in my life to become today the entrepreneur that I am. So thank you, Kizomba. Thank you. The action, like we say, it's Snoop Dogg. <laughs> thank you to me to have taken the action and connected the dot to be able to be where I am today, which is super mega uh, for me important to understand that passion is something, action is something, and all of this should be together to be able to go forward in your path, whatever the path that you want to take. Mm-hmm. When I was hearing you speak, I was thinking of the term uh, zone of genius. And everybody has their own unique uh, skill sets and unique passions and things of that nature, uh, things that they learn, like the dots that you were mentioning before. And these things might seem disconnected when you look at them separately, but those things intersect with who you are and how you view the world. And so a lot of entrepreneurs will talk about your zone of genius. And so now taking all these different skills, all the different dots that you've learned over time, and then like just a light bulb goes off in your brain of how you can connect them all. Now you can operate in your zone of genius. And that is where you are. You're most passionate. You're most effective when you shine the brightest and people are like, oh, this is when this is why this person was put on this earth kind of thing. Or that's what you're feeling in that moment. And operating your zone of genius is definitely something that leaves you feeling inspired and motivated. It doesn't drain you because you're taking all of your skills, all of your passions and uh, overlapping them into something that you're passionate about, you know? Absolutely. That's that's what I mean. That's totally what I mean. And it's it's a good way to express the, the, the zone of genius that is actually a different zone for everyone, uh, depending of how you work, your mindset, etc. You will have a zone of genius different than than someone else. And this is a great way to to highlight the fact that you have your own genius inside of you, no matter where you are. And discovering it can only make you grow. Mm-hmm. So going back on your journey and looking at like what maybe your zone of genius is, you know, like you learned the entrepreneurial skills, but you mentioned dancing and you mentioned videos. And it's really interesting that you mentioned that now, like when you first started Kizomba, because even I remember like your Kizomba doesn't exist video, you know, and you created <laughs> content that was different from other dancers, you know, and then to think how that video process went into a uh, crew, you know, and now you're the producer behind uh, the Sis crew and you help them do their videos. And then that turned into show your style. And then that became so many festivals topped on so popular among that, you know, and then that goes into like videos and content and dancing into Olympiads. So all of these things started off smaller and then it just kind of like gained momentum. Do you think about that sometimes like your path? of the videos until from back then to like now i i have to admit something that uh i have to admit something i should i should be more proud 
of what I did um, uh, about that because it's true that if I look at my growth, my personal growth, I don't I, I don't compare myself to the other. But if I look at my personal growth, it was it, it like I grew a lot, like crazy about from who I, I was before to start Kizomba, who I was in the middle of my journey, and who I am now. It's it's just like a big changement. I I I had a big impact with some project that I I have undertaken in uh, in Kizomba, and those projects are still in the memory of a lot of people today about what I what what, what I built. But I have to admit that most likely I'm more focused with my look forward about what I can do, what I can do bigger than be proud and enjoy also what i have done uh, uh in kizomba I, I i have to admit it when you remind me this i have i have a my heart is warming because i'm like oh that's true that's true it was a crazy moment crazy time it's true it's true i was i'm like i'm enjoying it but it's true that i should enjoy it a bit more often and be a bit more proud of myself about that because i i just used to to hide it and to consider it that that was super small mm. for those of you who are listening and maybe you joined the Kizomba community maybe two years ago or a year ago or something like that. I will put those videos in the links of this podcast so you can check them out. There was Kizomba doesn't exist. Uh, there was another one because it was at that time where people were figuring out what is Urban Kids, what's going on, and all that kind of um, discussion that was happening online and in the Kizomba community, you know? And hearing you speak just now, um, there's a guy that I follow on, on YouTube, and his name is Ali Abdal, and he does like different book reviews. But uh, the concept that came to mind was measure the gain, not the gap. And so the, the idea behind this thought is sometimes we want to, let's say I want to, uh, let's say I want to get to the goal of doing 100 pushups, you know? And so right now I can only do 10. So you're working on doing your push-ups, you're doing your push-ups, and you get to the point to where you can do 15 push-ups instead of 10. But since it's not 100, you measure the gap. And it's like, man, it's, a, it's still 85 push-ups that I need to get to get to 100, you know? But instead of focusing on the gap between you and your goal, you should measure the gain. You should be happy about the five extra push-ups that you can do. That's where you need to focus your energy on because if you keep focused on that, then eventually you're going to get to the goal, you know? Uh, and I think sometimes, even myself, a lot of people, sometimes they get caught between looking at the goal and the goal just gets higher and higher, you know? Like once we get there, <laughs> we just keep moving it. So it's like, you can't stay in this perpetual uh, dissatisfaction that you haven't got to the goal. But if you focus more on where you're coming from, then you measure the gain and that helps kind of keep you motivated and keep you grounded, you know? Absolutely. That's also uh, joined the concept of never aim a big long-term goal, but aim several super short-term goals that it will bring you to the big one. Because uh, like I said, I don't remember who, when you drive a car at night, you don't see more than two, three meters in front of you, but you can mm -hmm. still drive. And that's the goal. And we should actually all like drive that. by that's night. Nice. Yeah, you can. we should all drive by night and consider that we don't know where we go. We don't see, if we drive from a city to another, we don't see the other city yet, but we at least see four or five meters in front of us and we should just enjoy that 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 scene. So the same way that we should focus on the gain and not, and not on the goal, to be able to reach that goal one day, it's a great mindset to have and to try to 
to more enjoy the process instead of having it like uh, suffering because it's so long to reach that long-term goal. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your your passion of video because I feel like your passion of video has been very unique in in the dance world, and I'm pretty sure you spent many hours video editing things from show your styles and online lessons and demos and all these kind of things. Kind of take us into your mind when you think uh, about videos from like maybe five years ago that you've seen to like now some of the more polished videos that you're doing now. How has that growth been? Um, it's uh, so since I'm, I think since I'm born, I'm a creative person. So it means that uh, my brain, I think, has a very, really developed creativity. So based on that, I remember I will share something that is, it can be a bit boring, but I don't care if you're listening to this podcast is because you want to. So <laughs> I, when I was kids, I will always remember this. First, I was passing my time building um, uh, houses in, in wood in my garden, you know, like all, all kids can do. I was passing my time doing this, like my, my, my friends were telling me, stop to build houses, like you will not sell them. And then I, wa- I was telling them, and why not? I will not sell them. Maybe I will. Uh, and I was a professional of houses, of building houses uh, in wood when I was young. And one day I... I did something crazy. I was like, I took um, some ground and I was um, designing a kind of game in the ground that you could come with a small ball and put the ball inside and then the ball would do a path in the ground. And I was building it and I was totally believing at this. I was what, eight years old? I was totally believing that my game with with the ground, I could call the other kid and actually, and actually, uh, tell them to pay me one or two b- b- before it was franc. It was not euros in Europe. It was in France. It was franc. And pay me one or two franc, franc, but that is totally nothing today. It's few cents uh, to play that game. And I was so much on it that I didn't realize that I started to to build this this small game at ten in the morning and at five. I didn't realize that it was five. It's my mother that came out and and believed that I was I was missing somewhere. I went somewhere <laughs> or someone took me. She said, like, but what are you doing here? And then when I told her, I'm building a game for people. There was a guy to come and to pay me. Nah, nah. And then I'm, I, she said, like, but like, okay, but come at least to eat, to eat something at home or whatever. And like, I, I remember this because it also make me realize today that even when I was eight years old, my, my, my goal of my day was to create something. No, no matter what, no matter, no matter what, um, it could be games, it could be. I was, I wanted to create. I could not just execute. I needed to create something out of my mind. And so mm-hmm. when I, when I, when I grew, it was so. I'm a. I, I, I born in two in nineteen ninety one. And so when I was fifteen years old, when I was uh, in my youngness, and it was the time where all the technology happened. Like it was a time when the more more and more families was getting personal computer, when online games were starting, uh, when computer, and then I felt into this, into all what is computering, uh, computer and um, and 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 technology, etc. And I get like passionate by IT, and I wanted mm-hmm. to also study IT, na 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 na. And then it also helped me and my creativity to actually do my creativity into everything that is digital, et cetera, et cetera. And then when I got, when I got 20 years old, um, it was in 2000, 
2011. So when I got 20 years old, I was already super mega comfortable with everything that was digital, like mm. uh, phones, smartphone, uh, laptop, computer. I was already mm-hmm. like, like at 20 years in 2011, uh, even before in 2005 already, I was I was capable to build my own laptop uh, from pieces apart. And mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I didn't realize that really few people on earth could do this. Like on the population was maybe 1% or even less that was able to build exactly. a laptop. Like to build a, and then me, I was totally, for me, it was a normal skill. And I was totally comfortable. And I just realized actually when I grew with my friend, that I was always the most comfortable with technology where some people, they didn't know how to send a, uh, send a, uh, text messages. They didn't know how or to email. install mm-hmm. an app or, or email or whatever. And then me, it was like totally normal. And so when I arrived, the moment that I started Kizomba, I was working in IT, uh, you know, airlines. I was, I was the IT, um, IT guy that was coming to fix the problem of the, of the laptop. I said that I was really connected with everything that is YouTube, uh, what, what that is Facebook, et cetera, et cetera. So I got, a lot inspired by creators by that time that from for some people those creators was just entertainment like tv like they was consuming it like tv me mm-hmm. i was looking at those creators and consuming it with my brain that is super mega creative and each video that i was seeing i was like this i can do this this i can do this this i can do this and then in this video i can do this i know my i know that this i can do this and then my creative brain just made me a patient about how much you can create with videos and then it became a real patient to actually create by videos and share it to everyone through a video and then when i got this point it was in 2014 or 15 i was already doing kizomba dancing mm-hmm. kizomba i always wanted to become a creator whatever what a creator and then when i started to take off in kizomba so i could mix my creator hungriness into videos and my creator hungriness into dance and mix both of them so mm-hmm. it created all what uh, uh, today uh, people know about my videos is that it created my own dance videos. It created videos like uh, uh, Kizomba doesn't exist. I, I did this video. Why? Because I could. Because I, I had mm-hmm. inspir- inspiration to do it. Then it created videos like Show Your Style. It created videos like all the cinematic videos I did about them. Big. Why I did it? Because I could. Because I wanted to create. And then it created also all the projects that are related to videos that I build. It's just because I was creatively hungry because my brain works like this if i don't create i don't feel good and so i was Mm. i was uh, creatively hungry and i had the skill to do videos and dance so that's what i did definitely that's awesome because i also to add something to add something really short about your question that you say that you think i spent a lot of time editing uh like i said before when you engage yourself into things that you love that you truly love the time that you spend, that you are passionate about, that you feel to engage yourself into that, the time passes so fast. It means that, yes, it's true. I spent life, I, I spent night, entire night, face <laughs> to my laptop, editing videos, learning to edit, uh, spending my life watching YouTube tutorials about how to, to do what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But those ta- this time like super fast i didn't even feel working or learning i just felt doing what i love to do which is 
creates. And if you are passionate about something and you like something, if you engage yourself into it, the time will pass so fast. Definitely, 100%. Uh, the time definitely flies by really fast. And hearing you edit overnight, like I remember some of my videos that I put out recently, uh, I was up until like maybe three, five in the morning or seven in the morning. And then like, okay, I feel good about the video. I'll sleep for a few hours and come back again and keep editing on it. But each video, you learn more and more about how to edit. And then you watch other creators and it, it really just inspires you. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's just something I feel we're kind of aligned in, in that aspect, you know? And so I'm really glad to be learning more about After Effects because it's just going to upgrade the, the quality of my videos so much more, you know? And actually to talk about the video editing, we can relate it to anything, but let's relate, relate it to Kizomba. It's like mm -hmm. Kizomba, if you are or any dance, actually, when you go to your first Kizomba class, the basics seem so hard to do. Mm -hmm. It seems so difficult to, to synchronize your foot. And, and, and then a couple of months after with a lot of practice, it becomes the easiest thing ever on the world. And any skill, any things that you need to learn, as hard, that, as difficult that it sounds or it looks, the beginning is always the hardest moment to pass. And if you like it, especially when you, you when you pass this hard moment after, it's just joy. And this is for mm. anything. But I need also to mention that this is for anything, but it also depends on how you decide to learn something. Let me give an example. I have one friend that is a video creator today, that is a YouTuber today in France, that did the school of filming to, to record movies. Mm -hmm. And when you go to school, they have a way, they have a pedagogy to, to transmit what they, what they want to, to say, which is pretty formal. You know, it's the country that did the, that, that do the diploma and uh, it's like really formal. You go to school, you, they make you learn things, boring, na, 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 na. He created, like he uh, uh, developed a hate for this, for this, uh, for this, uh, for this thing, like for this um, area, that, which is a recording film or whatever. Mm -hmm. because of the way he has been taught uh, this thing. And then a few years after, when he saw my videos, because he's dancing Kizoma too, when he saw my videos, he said like, but that's crazy, that's super nice. Uh, I want to, uh, 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 basically I hate this because I did school of this and I hate it. And then I sent, I sent to him a YouTube channel, uh, which is called Full-Time Filmmaker, like Parker. The mm -hmm. guys, I know those guys, yeah. they, they're dope. Exactly, exactly. Full-Time Filmmaker, they, they have a, a website about that. He went to this he bought the training after two months watching his videos. And today he absolutely quit his job to become full-time YouTuber since 2018. And he's successful because his way to teach remake him fall in love with basically what he was loving. And he motivated him to take action into that. And now he would go back to his previous life for nothing. And this also bring the value of YouTube is because before to learn something in this kind, you had to go to school and you didn't have choice about who gonna be your teacher. Today on YouTube, you can learn whatever you want from several teachers that you just need to choose a teacher that, that fits you and his way to teach that fits you and then learn from him. And this is absolutely crazy as a possibility of development for the next generation. Yes, imagine being like a 10 year old right now you know, wow. and having all this information at your fingertips, it's its insane what the next generation is going to be able to create. Uh, being born 
now and having TikTok and all these kind of things being the culture. Oh la la. It's wow. crazy. I'm enjoying my life, but I'm a bit jealous about the new generation that will have all of this and we will, we will let it to them and not enjoy it actually fully what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And because you know that like augmented reality and, and virtual reality is going to become more of a thing. It's, it's, it's only a matter of time, you know? Absolutely. So thank you for sharing your, your idea about the videos and stuff like that, because I just feel like it's really awesome to kind of like sit back and, and look back at like the videos that you've done and the quality has also increased. And then like the projects have increased and things of that nature. And it's just like, man, it's, it's good to kind of reflect on the journey sometimes and, and see how that's even going to look in the next five years. Um, maybe if the podcast is still here, we'll do another episode and, <laughs> and see how things have gone again, you know? My pleasure. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious now to kind of like get close to the, the end of the podcast here. We talked about like adapting and the pandemic and how everything has kind of been shifting around and things of that nature. And uh, you and I have talked, had lots of conversations over the years and things of that nature. And you've obviously poured a lot into the the kids community, you know, with the events and, and going to teach and the videos and all the different projects and things of that nature. And I remember us having a conversation about like the kids industry, if you will, from like a business standpoint, you know, it's like how much money is there compared to if we were to keep things in dance compared to the salsa community and how much money is there to maybe get like market share or or even of that nature. And we've talked about like still having passion, even if you can't find like the, the best dancer to dance with. Um, sometimes you have that creativity itch in your dance spirit that you want to be able to get out, but sometimes you can't get it at a, at a social, you know, um, and then to have a, an event and put so much time into like an event and then you lose money and things of that nature when compared to other industries like drop shipping or YouTube or different things like that, that's been an interesting time now to kind of like take those skill sets that you uh, uh, learn maybe in the kids world and apply them to other industries where there are bigger pools of money, if you will, you know? It's you actually define 100% what's happening in my life. I connect the dots that Kizomba, mainly Kizomba brought me in my life. And I'm just connecting the dot now to uh, evolve in um, in a, in a bigger scene and to talk about the Kizomba industry and the dance industry also in, in general. There is a lot, I have a lot to say, but I will try to make it short and to make it structure. Uh, mm-hmm. so basic, basically, I give a lot of importance to money in my life, not in a sense that I do, I live for money. I want a lot of money. I don't care about money. If money wasn't something necessary to live, like if we could, if I could live, I know it's possible. Okay. But if I could live without money, I would live without money. But today in the, in the society of today, money is, money is present when you're born and money is present when you die. So there's mm-hmm. no way and for me it's the most important thing in my life because if I don't have money, I will have to work for someone. And if I work for someone, I will to sell my time to that person and my time is super important for me is the most important thing for, for me and to be to be able to have my free time to wake up at every morning and just do whatever i want so i need enough money to be able to afford that so money is important and when you think about money you think about 
what I do with my money, I pay my expenses. So it means that I pay where I live, I pay my clothes, mm-hmm. I, pay, I pay my food, etc. So when you see that some people succeed to have enough money to actually pay expenses for them and their family for multiple lives, that's crazy. And it is. Yeah, that's crazy. And this is kind of my 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 what I want to aim. I don't want to pay uh several life. Just one. <laughs> just mine. <laughs> it's, it's enough. It's enough. I just need enough money to be able to not go work for someone, to enjoy to wake up at the morning and just do what I want to do, enjoy my family, etc. This is the only money I need. And this money, you actually don't need to be Elon Musk. You don't, you don't need to be the richest person in the world. You just need to make enough money. I guess today it's a couple of couple of millions of dollars to be able to, to reach that point. And it's mm-hmm. just what I want to reach. So to get back to the to, to to what we were talking before, there are a lot of opportunities that can allow you to do that. But in, a, in another hand, like I was talking about dropshipping, if you do something that you don't like to reach this money, you take the risk to kill the journey. And the journey is mm-hmm. important because the journey is your life. It might take you 10 to 20 years to reach that point. And in during those 10, 20 years, you still need to live because they can, it can stop anytime during the 20 years or after the 20 years, it can stop. So you should find a good middle between I enjoy what I do. And I also, I have also high, uh, expectation to be able to enjoy every second of my life, my life, the most of it. So based on that, if you look at the Kizomba industry, Kizomba industry is a lot about patient, about loving to dance, about loving the dance, the connection. But it's not that much about money. So if I take, for example, my goal is to be financially independent with my life in advance, I'll I will really respect someone that will succeed to do this in Kizomba at the moment. I precise because Kizomba is a dance and the dance can evolve. And I think that if Kizomba grow and Kizomba become what we call mainstream, which means mm-hmm. that touch a lot of people, then it will be possible. However, it is not the case today. It might be the case in a few years if the actors of Kizomba, the main people of Kizomba, make it happen. But otherwise, it will not happen. So it means that, like I was saying uh, about the pandemic, I was asking myself a lot, like, okay, when I want to see myself in 10 years, the answer was like, I want to see myself with a family, with having the control of every second of my life, deciding what I do every day. So basically, I don't want to work for, I don't want to be working in 10 years. So mm-hmm. uh, to be able to do work in 10 years, I have no choice to launch my own business. If someone thinks here that you will not work in 10 years uh, without launching your own business, you see you in 10 years and then we talk about that because it's impossible except to win the lottery, which is also impossible. I don't count on. <laughs> um, uh, the only way is to launch a business. In another way, in another, in another hand, I know that I cannot launch a business that will kill my will kill my energy and that I don't like. So I don't have choice to find a business that I like. I already have mm-hmm. a business that I like. Kizomba. I'm already, I was already a full-time Kizomba artist. I was already uh, building uh, uh, incoming in Kizomba, uh, providing value to people and people to literally call me to, 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 to be able to buy my courses or whatever. I already had mm-hmm. this. It was wonderful. The thing is that Kizomba just gave me a few years to live in advance. And then I still had to work hard and to hustle every day to keep those years in advance. I already, I, I even did a count of what the money that Kizomba that was bringing me could 
allow me to be four years in advance. Like I could have four years that I don't need to work for anyone. But then if mm. I was stopping to work, then this gap of four years would go low and then would arrive to zero that I needed to go work for someone. And when I was inspiring myself, looking also entrepreneur, I was seeing that them because they succeed to create something that was mainstream, they had not four years, but 50, 100 years Uh, mm -hmm. of, uh, of expenses covered because they reached something. And then I understood the importance of what you do should either reach a lot of people and the value that you give a lot of people, each people would bring you back a couple of uh, a couple of dollars and so it will be able to pay your expenses for 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 the number of the years that you want or what mm -hmm. you got, what you do need to reach few people but those few people you bring so much value to them that they actually give you not a couple of dollars but thousands of dollars and mm -hmm. this for example is the selling house job All right. When you sell houses, you sell houses real sometimes estate. for millions. Yeah, real estate. I, I I lose my word because I'm I'm actually learning Italian, and <laughs> I'm losing my English by learning Italian. So whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, real estate. You have few clients. You don't reach millions of people during the year. But the few clients that you that, that you have, when you bring them value, you take a, for example a percentage, or if you own the house, you take the the benefits of the house. We We, it's in it's counting hundreds of thousands of, of dollars. And if you have a hundred clients in one year, then you can build enough finance to live in a year. But if you talk about Kizomba, it's a small area comparing the comparing the world. I guess I would be super surprised if there will if there is more than 10 okay, if there is more than 15,000 dancers of Kizomba on seven billion people in the world. Uh, I would mm -hmm. be surprised if there is more than 15 active dancer in Kizomba yet because still if the entrepreneur of Kizomba make it mainstream it can become like salsa and it can be super big it's possibly but it's uh, it's hypothetic and uh, like it's super small and being small still it's not like selling houses to them that it can bring you enough income to live on the on the year so based on exactly. that I based on that I took the decision during the pandemic that Kizomba is my is my heart. Kizomba, I love it. Kizomba is my passion. I love to dance. I will still be in Kizomba for how long? I don't know. But Kizomba cannot be my the aim of of the stability of my life that I need. It has mm -hmm. to be something else. It has to be something mainstream. It has to be or something small, but in an area where the money is a lot, or it has to be something mainstream where each people can give me a couple of dollars for the value that I bring to them. And so based mm -hmm. on that, I decided that in one year, I will build a mainstream project. In five years, this project will be big. And then in 10 years, maybe this mainstream project, I would sell, uh, sell it to someone and then get get the, the millions that I'm talking about that will allow me to wake up every day of my life until the end of my, uh, every day of, of my life, yes, until it finish that it can be soon or late and deciding what I'm going to do of my precious time that I'm on earth. So that's the goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I definitely feel the same way with that as well. If you take a look at kids uh, compared to salsa or even other industries, the amount, the value per person is not as high. And then also the number of people that's there is also not as high, you know? So you exactly. have to take your talents other places, you know? 
And that's a very entrepreneurial mindset. I was even thinking like as a entrepreneur, sometimes you even have to make the, the basic decision of stopping to trade your time for money. Because even if you are like, let's say the most popular dancer in the world in any partner dance, you still, if you're waiting for an organizer to book you, you still have to trade your time for the money that he's paying you. And that requires you to travel every single weekend, you know, but you don't get to, um, you don't get to really earn money repeatedly if you don't have customers that are paying you digitally online. It's limited geographically because only certain people can come to the event per year. And yeah, it's, 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 it's kind of like a finite thing. And, and the organizer will pay you for per hour of the classes that you teach, but it doesn't count the number of hours you need to pack to travel to the airport to fly and be away from home, all these things also come with a cost as well. So I'm pretty sure you've you've felt this and, and thought this as well. If you get caught up in the whole momentum of traveling and teaching and all this kind of stuff, you really don't have a lot of time for yourself sometimes. Absolutely. It's exactly like I'm following my path. I One part of me wish that I could learn, I could I, I could know all of this before to start Kizomba because the, then my path would be a bit different. I could, but I needed this. I needed to follow that path. I needed those events in my life to get to the point that I truly inside, deep inside, understand it and live it fully because I believe, like I was saying before, that some people are ready to hear some some words and some people are not ready to hear some words. I, I think at this moment, I wasn't ready to hear it, mm. but it's totally, it's totally the point. Even even to you, you you are paid one thousand dollars per hour. You still sell your time. You have twenty four hours in your in your journey in your in your in your day. No more. No one minute more. Nothing more. So even to you are paid one thousand dollars per hour. So you are limiting to twenty thousand dollars per day, which is a fine, which mm. is a good thing. But then when you sold this time. Even to you work 24 hours per day, which is going to be hard if you don't sleep for, for a while. Uh, even to you, you work 24 hours per day. You don't own your time. You don't own because mm -hmm. you sell it. So you don't own it. You don't own your time. You don't own what, what you're going to do during those 24 hours and still have those $24,000. So like Robert Kiyosaki, uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mm -hmm. explain is that if you really want to be independent, which for me, the worst thing is to be time independent like timely mm -hmm. independent to have uh, uh timely dependent sorry to have your time depend on something which means that you don't control it is the worst thing that you can you can you, you can drive to i don't say that if you are in this situation you are if you are listening this uh, podcast if you are this situation is bad no everyone has this path but to, to have it in mind it's still good for for having perspective of, of changement in, in in our life which means that I was one of the biggest Kizomba teacher and I was still not master of my time. I was still not mm. owning my time. And the only way to own my time is to separate my time to the fact of earning my 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 incomes to be able to to survive and to live. It's the only mm. way. It's 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 a lot better to earn $10 per hour but without having to work on it than to to earn $1000 per hour but needs to work to have those 10 so those um, $1000 you have to be present with your physically exactly. present you know 
physically, mm. mentally present, awake, uh, etc. So from the moment that you understood how to actually g get money without 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 having to be there or having to be uh, of to be present, then you are on the path to really mastering the rules of money, which is money is something that should be cultivated to bring more because with more money you can cultivate more money and bring more money etc etc and then the more you have money the the less your time is dependent on what you do and so you can enjoy your time until the end of your life you can enjoy your family etc etc and so when you are in kizomba and you are an artist i, I take my example uh, i take my case you win you can earn a lot of money but you are still let's say slave of your time and the time that you give even to you is even to it can be a passion and it can be really good the time that you give you are still slave what if you if you love so much to teach you like if you would like to be Time independence, timely independence. That's the way I say. You 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 should focus on something that actually doesn't depend of your time to bring money and do what you want. For example, teaching kizomba for fun, teaching kizomba for passion because it's what you like, and also mm -hmm. being able to decide when you're gonna teach kizomba, when you are not gonna teach kizomba because at this moment you don't want, at this moment you prefer to be with your family or whatever. I can't count the number of of birthday that I missed because of festivals and that today I don't regret it because it was my past, but today I will, I will not do the same. I will not do the same. I, I, I prefer to spend a birthday with my family than to be in a festival. Even though I love teach, I love dance with people. I prefer to not miss birthday with my family, moment with my family, uh, just because I had to go to a festival because if I didn't go to the festival, I could not pay my house. And mm -hmm. so I had to sell to my, to say to my family, I'm going to work actually. Because if I don't go work and I stay for your birthday, I'm sorry, but I cannot pay my house. So I'm sorry, but I'm co I come back on Monday I, I, and we go to drink something together for your birthday that was Saturday. We go on mm -hmm. Tuesday. I had to do those kind of things like someone that's going to work actually, which actually I was believing I was an entrepreneur. I was believing I was free, but I was still working because I was still missing some important event of my life because I was dependent of this. So I was dependent of money, of time. When if we if we understand this point and we start to focus on the possibility of bringing money without working uh, or without being present because it still requires a lot of work, I could be present to those birthdays and I could say, I'm at, I'm at this birthday, I'm enjoying and I'm still earning money. And so there is many ways to earn money without uh, being present. And now it's a focus. It's one of my focus in my, in my, in my new project that I, that I take. And one of the biggest things that I learned today, which I used to be, Uh, an autodidact person so it, it means that i used to do everything by myself recording editing creating i used to do everything by myself like an entrepreneur and sometimes we feel that the fact that we do everything by ourselves make us a great entrepreneur which is absolutely not true <laughs> and i discovered it today because if we always need to do everything by ourselves then we are slave of our own activity we are slave like we are paying to ourselves our time but we are still slave of the time that we that we, that we put into it and so i learned it and i learned that the first thing to do when you build any business is to be able to delegate it 
to process it and to delegate it. To arrive to the point that the business bring enough money, of course, at the beginning, you need to do it yourself. But then when you can, when the business bring enough money, you can pay someone to do it by, your, by, by to do it for, for you. And so you can arrive at one moment that you can have the cycle, the healthy cycle that you pay people to do something for the business and this thing for the business bring back enough money to pay people to do more for the business that brings mm -hmm. even more money and then you are what we call an entrepreneur and independent. For sure. There's a difference between being your own boss and being an entrepreneur, you know? Exactly. And There's a difference between creating your own system and owning the system. Mm -hmm, for sure. And one thing that I was thinking about hearing you speak as well of like uh, working and trading your time for money is this is why we started building, uh, you started your online Kizomo school and I started Learn to Kiz. And this was because now you can do the work once and get paid multiple times uh, from that same work. So now you're breaking the link of having to trade your time for money. And uh, it also talks about cutting out the intermediary because now before you're depending on the organizer to take the money from the attendees, he gets to pocket some and then he gives you a percentage of that. Now you don't need the organizer. Now you can put out a video and your fans and your followers and the people that want to learn from you can pay you directly with nobody making a profit uh, in between. And then when you have those students that pay you directly, you can even create your own events with those students mm -hmm. that you absolutely don't need any more organizers because uh, you can, for example, in online Kizuma school, I have a lot of people from, I don't know why, I have a lot of people from Germany that I really don't know why, like uh, 25%, 24% of people on Kizuma come from Germany. I know that mm. tomorrow I go to Germany, I organize an event, it will have people. I know, even yes. I don't. I don't know anyone in Germany. I know people in Germany, but let's say I go to Germany. I don't know anyone. I book a room. I send an email to to my email list that people uh, that uh, mm -hmm. are, uh, and the the event will be full. So the power of YouTube actually, uh, the power of being able to cut the intermediary and to do it by yourself is just crazy. It's really funny that you mentioned Germany because the most listeners that I have on my podcast, number two or number three, it fluctuates, is from Germany as well. I think I think I think we have something to learn from Germany. They have a mindset. They have a mindset. And if you are German and you listen to this, you need to know that business owner understands uh, uh, totally see the, the name the the name of the country that is the that is one of the most focused is Germany. You guys learn too You guys love to learn too much. Like it, it mm -hmm. feels like you spend your your day learning and listening to to to, to things that 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 give you value. It's like just crazy. I don't know how. I don't. Know why but it's crazy it's very interesting to to have the people that are listening from the from germany but that's dope um it's exciting to kind of know where the people are and how you can create your own events and monetize directly without having to wait for an organizer to do it you know because we can if you make enough money you can pay your flight you can get the book room you have communication with them and it just allows you to be more of an entrepreneur and earn that more money and now you're creating the event on your terms on the dates that work for you, the price that you want, and you're still making an impact and a difference in people's lives. And it's like a win-win situation all the way around, you know? Absolutely. And uh, what I would love to, to, to add is that you can create your event if you want, which means that you have the choice to do it or not, because if you want or not, it's not even I need to. 
it's it mm-hmm. becomes a it becomes a, a a wish i wake up this morning oh, i want to go to germany so i go and organize it and i don't want to go to germany i don't go and this is where where like the the mindset that i got with the experience i i have those past years mm-hmm. that's awesome so I know online Kizoma school was something that was even making it possible for you to like be able to earn money in dance as festivals and things like that were getting shut down. Uh, you were still able to kind of keep yourself afloat. Great. Thanks to the money that you were making from online Kizoma school. Yeah. Yeah. I've built my company uh, in France, actually. Basically, I, le- I started uh, online Kizomba school just like this, and then it started to take off. And uh, it was too much because in France, you can earn a certain amount of money uh, by yourself, like private, uh, until it reached a certain amount per year. And so it reached mm. the amount per year really fast. So I had to open a company. And today, this company is healthy. Uh, mainly because of online Kizuma school is the is online Kizuma school that make leave this company, and uh, I have three employees working in this company. It's online Kizuma school that pay them, and um, and uh, like yes, absolutely. Without online Kizuma school, I would suffer the lockdown so much. And because I don't know which I don't know which stars I have above my head, uh, but having the idea of online Kizuma school back in 2016 and stuck on it for years without giving up because I don't know why I, I knew that that it was it and then the lockdown arrived so people started to learn by themselves at home and so the, the online Kizomba school stuff like take off also and I was like how lucky I am like every Kizomba teacher are like wow they were like I I I just I was talking with one Kizomba teacher that uh, uh urban kids teacher sorry that counts the amount of Constellation like in money, he reached like mm. almost thirty four thousand euros, which mm-hmm. is about forty thousand dollars in mm-hmm. constellation because of COVID. Like that guy was planning to have forty thousand incomes or forty thousand dollars of incomes in the couple of next month, and he mm. passed from forty thousand to zero. Like it's absolutely crazy. And me, by the fact to have built online Kizomba school. I just lost maybe uh, uh, a few booking because the fact to have online Kizuma school allowed me to reduce my traveling. So I was traveling one time per month uh, uh, arriving in 2020. I traveled mm. one time per month. I was one weekend per month traveling. So it means that I lost this weekend per month. So I lost the the, the, the money that I would get by going to, 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 to teach into these weekends. But in other words, in another way, Holland Kizomba School off. So I was I, I was not able to recover all the loss of the of the of the of the festival council, but actually it was almost the same. I, I went I went almost at I I was one hundred percent before, I'm one hundred percent today. And I had the chance to invest at the good place that it wasn't predictable. I could not predict it. But I don't know. I, I'm sick, I'm too much lucky and and I'm really happy for that. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. I know you've been putting a lot of work into the the building of the brand and traveling and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, it's awesome to see that grow with uh, online Kizoma school. And now you have all the different instructors and things of that nature as well to kind of build on top of it. So uh, if you guys are listening, you want to check out online Kizoma school. Um, I'll put a link of that in the description. Um, if you're listening and you're in the kids world, you probably already know about it for sure. 
I, I would like to add something is that uh, it's pretty uh, a lot of time now that we are talking for, the, for this podcast. This podcast, uh, and if you are still here listening, it means that you are passionate about that. And uh, to thanks everyone that is hearing that. If you go to Check Online Kizuma School and you might be interested to join, just send me a message and say, I hear you, uh, I hear the podcast, I hear your message in the podcast. I would like to have a discount count, uh, a discount code, a coupon coupon code and if you text me this anywhere on what uh, on um, on instagram or on facebook you text this to me i will give you a 50 discount code to um, to access uh, the online kizuma school Be to thanks you to have listening this podcast until the end definitely that's awesome and i feel that my mind right now and as we get close to to wrapping up the podcast i feel like with the whole pandemic and slowing down it Also, I take a look at myself and like, ask like, am I still passionate about Kizomba? How do I want to show up in Kizomba and things of that nature? And I feel like organizing the events and all that kind of stuff is, is taking up a, a lot of time, you know, and I still find myself passionate about Kizomba, like teaching an online private or teaching a private lesson in person or things this passion for dancing has always been there and for teaching. And for some reason or another, I never really got a chance to kind of fully um, find myself in, in teaching online because I was more focused on maybe trying to get my schedule booked in person. Uh, and I know that's a big difference between the Kizoma community in Europe and also the Kizoma community in, uh, in the US. You know, it's, it's kind of harder because you don't have organizers Uh, out the wazoo that can contact you and book you and pay you. Uh, in the US, it was so much like sometimes you creating the events and all that kind of stuff. And it's just too much. But I can definitely say now that I feel like a passion to continue to teach online and to build Learn to Kids as well. And I also want to share something here on the podcast because uh, we've talked about this before, uh, Laurence, just like me trying to like find a dance partner. And that's been kind of like my main focus and all that kind of stuff. And yes, it's, it's helpful to have a dance partner to kind of build your brand and your dancing and your demos and all that kind of stuff as well. But sometimes you just have to kind of work with what you have if you're not able to make it possible. And I feel like sometimes in the past, it was like tough for me to tough for me to kind of find my vision, like what makes me unique. And like you said before, like it's entrepreneurship, everybody can do their business. So I know you started online Kizoma school. I have learned to kids. There's lots of different people teaching online. So it's not like, oh, you can't teach online because I'm teaching online or anything like that. But sometimes when you get into the mindset of scarcity and things like that, you have these crazy thoughts and maybe you get jealous or envious or, or things of that nature, you know? Um, but I feel like coming out of my second heart surgery and like rekindling my passion for teaching and, and passion and content creation and all that kind of stuff. Like it's possible to have a student who is going to have multiple memberships to different online instructors, you know, and also having the confidence in the way that you teach and the way that you go through, you know, like some people will follow you because they resonate with the way that you break things down, the quality of your camera or your content and things of that nature. And I feel like before, since I was focused on like trying to do awesome demos and things like that, I wasn't really focusing on like what makes me unique. What can I bring that's going to allow me to highlight my skill sets and things of that nature in the kissing? And it was tough sometimes, you know, like seeing all the instructors in, in Europe and getting booked and the huge festivals and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I feel like 
now that all that has kind of died down, it really helps me see that like, I still have a core passion for kids and I don't need to feel jealous about uh, other instructors or anything like that, because really like my brain, my creativity, my way of breaking things down is 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 good enough. And I need to like not be afraid of like putting my voice out there. You know, you actually just did your own therapy <laughs> it's crazy it's just because everything that you said is uh defining the problem and finding the solution and you described it really well it it's it's really showed that you have grown in yourself and i recognize myself in many of the of the things that you are saying like uh like about the jealousy i've been jealous to to to, to about many many creators because and me i was mm -hmm. uh, especially jealous about a youtube creator because i deeply always wanted to be one and mm -hmm. uh, and i'm always like anytime i see i discover a new page a new youtube channel with, um, <laughs> with millions of followers uh yeah like uh, me i didn't know i discovered mr beast last year you know and when i saw his millions of of of, of followers i was like damn like this guy is 21 years old <laughs> he's like he's crazy <laughs> and then I, i i started to listening to interview of him and his manager um that is rick uh, i don't I, i don't remember his name he has a manager i listen his podcast those guys do millions literally by doing things that i can do it that i want to do it and me i'm like i was literally jealous and then i also evolved into that is that it's their path they they follow mm -hmm. their path and and it's not because they do millions that they enjoy life that they are happy or whatever they follow their path i have my path if i need to do million i will do if i need to not do million i will not do and the most important is that whatever gonna happen in the path that i still focus to be happy and i still focus to enjoy the time that i can do so it's like really a, a bit of wiseness and uh to, to be wise and this linked me to you know when you are young when you are like 15 years old 20 years old everyone is telling you yeah when you will be older you will understand yeah when uh, what you are doing now has no sense and you will understand later uh, yeah the more you are old the, the if you are old like if you are 60 70 years old you have experience respect because they are wise what they're gonna say is uh, is important it makes sense but when you are 15 20 years old it doesn't make sense to you you need to leave things you need to leave situation to understand that for example the person of the wise guy at of, of 70 years old will tell you one sentence that actually matter but you are not ready to hear it because you need to leave the path to understand those kind of thing and send and and this is what i was thinking when you was saying it because you was a bit doing a summary of your path and mm -hmm. then how this path drove you to the the, the points that you are now which is a wiser person definitely And just being authentic and like trusting your process and what is authentic to you. And maybe you have overlaps with what other people are doing and, and things of that nature, you know, but like, I don't know, I was, I was really looking for one particular outcome because I saw what other people were doing. And yes, it would have been awesome to achieve that. But at the same time, like if life, if it doesn't happen, then you still have to find a way to like kind of keep going, you know? So Uh, I definitely want to be financially free and financially independent. I definitely want to continue teaching. And so that's still a, a big passion of mine. Um, but I'm also going to start dabbling and being an educator in different fields where that I can teach and add value and kind of diversify my income, you know, and 
even playing tennis has been like this new passion that I've come up to as well. And the tennis industry is a huge industry as well. So who knows what kind of products or services and things like that you can apply in the yeah, tennis world. Absolutely. And now it's, it's just like super big the the passion and the intersection of your zone of genius of all your different passions. Who knows how Kizomba and tennis are, are going to overlap, you know, but uh, the web design skills, the Photoshop skills, the marketing skills and all these kind of things is, is going to be pretty awesome to to kind of see where that goes, you know. Crazy. Yeah, I agree. This was a good conversation, brother. Um, how are you feeling? Any any words you want to say to kind of like close the podcast for the listeners? So I guess that's people that are still here and right now are really resonating with what we are saying, which is mainly entrepreneurship and uh, and Kizomba, etc. And um, if I can if I can pass a message, if I can talk tell tell you something is like no matter who you are, no matter the points you are in your life you can be young you can be old you can be whatever remember that everyone has his own path that you have your own path there is no bad or good path also people might seem happy it doesn't mean they are uh, they are and it, like it's really really important to be focused on what really matters in life and in my opinion in those what matters in life there is a lot of of point that joined to time that joined to health that uh, etc and not what we can believe that really matters like uh, i want to be successful or whatever or whatever so my, my 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 point about that is enjoy your life because she's gonna be short and this is absolutely sure definitely uh, i appreciate you guys listening to the podcast um i think our last couple my last couple of podcasts have been on the longer side but it's, it's definitely a good uh conversation and it's a good format of of content to allow people to listen while they're driving or working out or whatever so it's cool um thank you so much for listening i'm grateful for 100 episodes thank you laurence for joining me on my thank 100th episode me. Yeah, I mean, hopefully soon we'll be able to see each other, even if it's not a Kizuma festival, if we're making the money, then we can take our private jets and go to somewhere and, and enjoy like a week somewhere. <laughs> Absol <laughs> abso absolutely, bro. I like, uh, uh, I, I, don't consider you as a Kizomba partner or Kizomba, someone I know. Kizomba. I really consider you as a friend, which means that even if tomorrow I, 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 I stop Kizomba, we will still get in contact. We still call and I need to bring my uh, girlfriend, uh, almost wife. I need to bring her in Las Vegas. So for sure, I will be in US somehow in the, in the next years and I cannot go oversee without to pass <laughs> to my brother Charles. So for sure, it's, uh, it's something that's gonna happen for sure if you end up going to vegas let me know i'll join you there man i will that's not even a question i need to bring <laughs> her there because she also loves everything that is a form of art and the best mm. art experience i had is by going to see musicals in las vegas with the uh, cirque du soleil and mm. uh, we went to see together the jabberwocky show and I, all of the skin. I yeah i loved it and i need to make her leave this and for sure i will be there in the couple of uh, of next month or maybe years and when i will be there i will visit some important person like you uh that's absolutely gonna happen definitely brother thanks so much for being on the podcast thank you very much thank you for checking out the dance your heart on fire podcast today be sure to check out neokizomba.com for links to everything that we chatted about today as well as some awesome free resources to enhance your kizomba journey 